0: Visit bankofamerica.com/slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA, copyright 2024.
1: Hold up.
2: Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today we're talking about debt, consumer debt to be specific. It's about debt, don't fret. We're going to break down the myths, the misconceptions, and how to navigate around this whole debt thing. So stay tuned, lock in. It's debt, don't fret. My main man, Derek. We all have good debt and bad debt, but today we're looking at consumer debt. Everyone seems to be in debt, even Uncle Sam. So I asked myself, how do we get here and what can we do about it? Derek, we know you are the credit king, but rumor has it you also have skills in managing debt. So please tell the good people why you think it's important we do a show on debt. Oh
3: man, I felt it was so necessary to talk about debt because these days it's everywhere. Everyone seems to be carrying debt in some form or the other. I mean, it's, it's all over the news. It's everywhere, both good and bad. And although you may feel sunk in debt, that doesn't mean there is no way out. Sean,
2: let's chop it up and enlighten our listeners on the ins and outs of debt. Wow, there you have it. My man Derek's excited. So yeah, let's chop it up. But before we do that, let's take a commercial break. Matt, take us to commercial. It's about
4: debt. Don't fret. Thank you, Sean. This sponsorship break is brought to you by Clean. Clean is a financial literacy program designed to educate youth in a fun and interactive way through class lessons, workshops and web seminars. To bring it to a school or organization near you, please visit www.financiallyclean.com.
2: Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today we're talking about debt, don't fret. And as we do every show Let's bring in the lady with the facts, the lovely Dion. Yes. To give us a little bit of history about debt. What do you have for us, Dion? Yes, sir. Debt, credit, and
5: interest. They are not modern inventions. In fact, they've been around for millennia. As early as 3500 B.C.
3: Remember those days, Sean?
2: Wow. As old as your card. As (laughs) old as your card, Derek. (laughs) So
5: merchants uh, in Mesopotamia, say that three times, inscribed debts onto clay tablets stamped with the borrower's seal. The ancient IOUs circulated as promissory notes, essentially money. The borough had to pay back whoever had the tablet. It's
2: like hot potato. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> so those early loans even carried interest uh, in the 18th century BC, the Code of Hammurabi in Babylon. Uh, they inscribed the first known laws about debt and credit. Um, every loan needed a witness and a, con- a written contract. Fast forward, we had the first credit cards that came into use in the 1920s, uh, like hotel chains who issued them for use at their own locations. Uh, Today, uh, overall, consumers are carrying more debt than ever in history.
3: I like that. If someone owes me money, I can just give them a clay tablet to remind them to pay me back. That's uh, a good (laughs) to keep that in mind.
5: Yeah, I mean, if you want to knock them upside the head, you owe me money. (laughs) Don't
3: remember. (laughs) Well, the thing is, at the heart of any debt crisis is borrowing more than you can reasonably afford to repay. On a small scale, it's not a big deal. But if majority of the public falls in that category, then there's a ripple effect of unpaid money, which can lead to an economic
2: crisis. Yes. Well said, my man. Exactly. Yes. There's got to be borrows and lenders in this game.
5: Mm-hmm. And one thing about the U.S., we are borrowers. Uh, debt has been a prominent part of U.S. history. Uh, wars were and continue to be funded by debt. Uh, there's only one time in history, uh, in 1835, uh, Andrew, Dra- Andrew Jackson, our president at the time, was the only t- only U.S. president and time in the U.S. when we were debt-free. Got rid of that
2: tablet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I know we're going deep with this today. Our show is really about consumer debt as our focus, which is debt that is owned by consumers as opposed to business and governments. For example, purchase of goods and services that are assumable. So that's our focus. Yeah, Sean,
3: consumer debt is very important to understand because those who can leverage debt, whether due to name recognition, income, or privilege, have been able to rise to wealth.
2: Yes, they have, Derek. Keep rising, my brother. Keep rising. But unfortunately, you know, most people simply mismanage debt, hence creates this market of borrowers and lenders. I wish I could tell all my listeners to forego consumer debt and only engage in business debt, but that that would be an unrealistic thing to propose. You're right. I mean... Those who can't control debt due to lack of education, resources,
3: opportunity, or discipline tend to contribute you to... You just said
2: the optimal word, lack of education. That's a very important thing that you said. I think you should repeat there that. You're right. Due to lack of education. Lack of education. Of education. Yeah. I mean, that,
3: that's what we're trying to teach here. And when they do that, they contribute to the wealth of others.
2: Exactly. That,
3: in my opinion, separates the haves and the have-nots. And that's what it's really about. Wow, that's yeah.
2: That's powerful. why you see all these... These loan shark things all in lower income communities and, and promoting how to get a payday loans and all the sort of things we're going to talk about in today's show. So it starts with education. It really starts with that. And if you want free education, look at Financially Clean. We, we will propose. We will come to your neighborhood and teach you financial literacy. So, yes, very, very important. Not to give myself a plug, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> and, and like you
3: said, every society has a lender and a borrower, and it just really comes down to what side you choose to be on.
2: Yeah, however, consumer debt, if managed correctly, if you take Financially Clean, our 10 week program, not to plug myself again as well, <laughs> but you did, uh, will, will, will help you grow. And when I say manage well, is using debt as a way to obtain abset- assets. Simple rule, if it costs the cost of your debt payments are less than the potential income your debt can earn, then that's good debt. So
3: there is good debt, and that's what I think everyone needs to take away. Or if you're incurring debt that can result in future gains, you're actually building those assets you talked about. Exactly.
2: Hence why I love real estate.
3: Exactly. What you've been able to do with real estate really proves that you can spend things to your advantage. I mean, debt has just a terrible perception. But what people don't understand, it, it's vital in achieving wealth.
2: It's critical. It's crucial. You still see multimillionaires, billionaires still going out there raising money, trying to inc- incurring debt to grow their brand. It's It's important. No, don't get it twisted there there's a downside companies prey on people and trust me all credit card companies and lenders and generally want to lend you money in hopes that you pay interest and remain indebted as long as you're able to make the payment that's how the
3: businesses stay in business i mean that's really what it's all about having us pay negative interest. lenders
2: and borrowers my friend lenders and borrowers well
3: just to give you a lay
2: of the land
5: um in august of 2018 consumer debt had rose to six Sorry, well, it had rose 6.2% to $3.935 trillion. Uh, so we actually surpassed three point nine one five
2: back in July, according to the Federal Reserve. Wow. Wow. And, and getting back to even your 1835 um, history note about when we were not in debt, if my math is correct, we're, we're incurring about $2.1 billion a year in debt in the United States, which is crazy. I don't hear our president talking about that.
5: Wow. That's no joke. But at the same time... As we said, debt can fuel consumer spending, which accounts for nearly 70% of all economic activity in the United States. So it also allows Americans to make large investments in education, housing, as you spoke of earlier, which can help build personal wealth and financial stability. And that was according to the New York Times. So, you know, we have to look at both sides of the coin, right? Mm
3: -hmm. Well, as always, all things lead back to the budget. If you're able to make a logical decision about what can reasonably be repaid before promising to repay it, while you'd still have a debt, it wouldn't be unmanageable and scary.
2: Preach. Yes, Derek, you're absolutely correct. Some people may not know that Wall Street packages and sells debt, whether it be mortgages, car loans, and personal debt. They group them together depending on payment history and all sorts of other variables, and they create a fund that they sell it. And based on repayment, it ranks the debt from you know, AAA-rated debt to... Junk bonds. Listen to the bond show. It's a bond. Listen to our bond show episode. It talks all about, we talk all about that the ranking of debt.
3: That's interesting because on the consumer debt side, loan offers for interest rates that are given to consumers are determined by how a consumer has historically repaid his debt. That's called the cost of borrowing money.
2: Yeah, and actually, believe it or not, Derek. It costs some people next to nothing to borrow money while others pay loan shark prices, and what do you think the reason why some people pay next to nothing while some people are paying astronomical rates? What do you think it comes down to Derek comes
3: down to that credit man comes down to that credit
2: comes down to that credit where we preach all the time. When we say just because you doesn't bad credit doesn 't mean you 're not going to have no credit, it just means you 're going to be paying a lot more so that being said, I think it 's time for a break let 's go to commercial and let 's talk a little bit more about. Debt, don't fret. Matt, take us away.
4: This commercial break is brought to you by Canvas Malibu. Canvas Malibu is a boutique and contemporary art gallery in Malibu, California. At Canvas Malibu, it starts with art, and their curated offering of shoes, apparel, accessories, and art are a definite must-see. Canvas Malibu is located in the Malibu Country Mart or online at canvasmalibu.com. Welcome
2: back to the show. It's debt, don't fret. As we stated, this show is focused on consumer debt. Dion, can you let the listeners know the types of consumer debt?
5: Well, there are two types of consumer debt, Sean. There's revolving debt and non-revolving debt. So when we think about revolving, think about credit cards, um, which are meant to be paid off each month, versus non-revolving debt, which isn't paid off each month. Instead, those loans are usually held for the life of the underlying asset. So, most revolving loans uh, or debts uh, most commonly are auto loans or school loans, for example.
3: And um, in revolving debt, there's also two different types as well. I like to think of them collateral and non collateral. It essentially means if I give you something of value to borrow money or I don't. So, collateral. Loan would be your house or an auto loan, and the non-collateral would be a personal loan, a student loan, or credit card. Um, it's important to know the difference between the two because the effect will be different. If you don't pay a credit card bill, a bank will take you to collections. But if you don't pay your car note, they're going to repossess it and you're going to be out in the street somewhere hitchhiking. <laughs> Just saying.
2: I ain't picking you up. <laughs> I ain't picking you up either. <laughs> yeah, you guys are correct, but let's let's discuss the various types of debts. First one, student loan. Mm. It's a non revolving debt in most cases. Now, most, most of us, including myself, encourage student loans. And what people don't do is, what, is have a solid plan to take action on how to pay off this loan. They assume that day is so far down the road. Don't worry about it until it's due. If you listen to episode 33, not to plug myself again, student <laughs> loan debt game, the student loan debt, get smart from the start. It's very important to have a repayment schedule or a plan as, as early as possible. Or look as uh, I also look for ways and not to incur in the debt. Example, like we talked about in the show, grants—the Canadian word we like to say—bursaries.
3: That's the word. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. I remember. (laughs) Yeah, student loans was discussed in a prior podcast. Let me reiterate that. But again, I can't stress this enough. People bite off way more than they can chew. An eighty k debt on a forty k salary will have you mad at the government for a long time. You're just going to be hating everyone while you're repaying that. I'm not telling you not to go to the school of your choice. If you want to go to Harvard, go to Harvard. Do whatever you need to do. But just do a little research and look at the salary that people are getting with the degree that you want so you can see if the degree is worth the cost.
5: Wow. Good stuff. There's also this relationship with money, right? So psychologists think that people get into debt due to low self-esteem. Oh. Um, I have to have a certain type of car or house to feel good about
3: myself. That's a good point. Um, if I had a Maserati, mm-hmm. I would
2: feel a lot better. What are you trying to say, Dion?
3: Well, Mr. Range. <laughs> was, I wasn't going to put that, that
2: out was a there. Low, that was a low blow there. <laughs> Listen, I feel I just, good with a MetroCard did... or a Range. Or it don't matter I feel to me. pretty
3: good in my Hyundai, Whatever,
2: but I would feel better uh. in my Range.
3: I just, I just <laughs> put it out
5: there. But like you were saying, Derek, this could be the same with the school you choose to go to. You know, you go to a certain school because you think people will look at you differently. But in today's market, again, as you said, the cost of that may not be worth it. So definitely, you know, weigh your options.
2: Another type of debt is what people, and I don't know how people do this one, I don't even like saying it, but they're payday loans.
3: Ooh, curse word. Which is a
2: relatively small amount of money that is lent at a high rate of interest on the agreement that if repaid when the board receives their next paycheck. People need to listen to our previous show entitled Budging the Budget. (laughs) And begin to budget. The worst is to collect your paycheck and it be eaten up in fees. I mean, that must hurt.
3: Ugh, payday loan. We don't say that, we don't use that phrase in my house. That's a curse word. I mean people we've got a budget. I can't stress it enough. I know I know the time may come up where you need a short term loan and you need to borrow a little bit, but it's just not worth it. If you're living beyond your means and you need to scale back. If you want to continue to take out payday loans, check out the cost of those fees and really see what their value is.
5: Yes. Remember people, it's about lifestyle, wants versus needs.
2: Another debt that makes me cringe is Consumer finance, retail credit cards, or credit cards in general. This one kills me. You purchase an item from a retail store and you buy it on their credit card or even you, yours, and you choose not to pay it off within 30 days. Do you realize what you've done? You've made that retail store into a lender, and now they're earning interest on an item that probably cost them a tenth of what you paid for it. Simple rule. Pay it in 30 days or pay it within the, or pay within the required time of zero interest. What do you think at most retail? they, why do you think at most retail? Ads they practically beg you to apply for their credit card because they want to become your bank and they want they want to earn interest and not even give you a piece of clothing or shoe or shirt anymore and just keep sending you a statement to send them money.
5: You know, they actually um, make more money on those store credit cards than on the actual merchandise that they sell.
2: Oh yeah, I'm not surprised.
3: Of course, thousand times over. I mean, I've got a 24-month interest thing going on right now, Um, 24 months with no interest. Excuse me, let me clarify that. And I'm using it precisely because I don't want to pay interest, but I've got the full amount. So I don't intend to be their ideal customer, but how can I not leverage no interest? I'm sorry. I mean, you know how I feel about credit cards. A free short-term loan that comes with rewards, I, I, I can't beat it. In fact, I never check the interest rate on any credit card because I only spend what I can repay. And the bank gives me about 30 to 45 days to repay it interest-free. So don't fall into that trap. Either pay off the statement balance or stay away until you can get the discipline to use one of these cards.
5: Yes, because just to give you an example, uh, say you have a $2,000 credit balance with an 18% annual rate and you make a minimum payment of 2% or let's say $10, whichever is greater. It would take you 370 months or just over 30 years to pay that off. Now, just
1: yeah. think about
2: that for a second. I don't yeah. got time for that.
3: <laughs> can, I, can I give someone $2,000 and just collect that interest? I mean, that's there crazy. There you go. It's great business. You can get it.
2: Another debt we talk about, and people are like, oh, it's, I had no choice. And this one is called medical bills. Once again, another, another bill, you may say, I had no choice, so it is what it is. Not true. You can still control the outcome by researching payment option, disputing the charges. Hospitals are notorious for overcharging. Before you do the medical procedures, you may have time to ask about the cost. Nobody asked that question because <laughs> it feels like taboo not to ask them. How much is it going to cost me? <laughs> it's not taboo. And you can shop around. There's the, the Internet is your friend. Google, shop around. I know a lot of people that were able to shop around and get procedures done cheaper. A lot of the time, the cost of, the, of high U.S. medical bills is due to bureaucracy and politics, and they pass on that cost to the consumer.
3: Yeah, I mean, and then there are those miscellaneous debt traps that you actually can't predict that may hit you, such as car repairs, family obligations, job loss. It's hard to account for those, but again, if you have a plan to save, it can really bail you out when those things happen. Because they will happen.
5: You're absolutely right. And then there's those uh, purchases where you can plan, right? Like education, auto loans. Um, and just to give you a sense of uh, where we are there, in June of uh, this year, uh, school debt, as we know, is crippling so many, is totaling $1.53 trillion. And auto loans are at $1.13
2: Ooh. Well, let me play on both sides. okay? Because people in most cases... In a controlled environment, watch the debt accumulate. Even though they know it's happening, they watch it accumulate and make minimal payments. If
3: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.
1: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.
2: And in an unforeseen environment, people receive the debt and assume that whatever the terms are, that are provided, it's standard and accepted terms. Ah. People, everything is negotiable. The debt, really and truly, if you look at it from a debtor's perspective, they don't want to send it to a debt collector. The debt collector for a debtor is an outside company that charges them or buys their debt for pennies on the dollar. Okay? So they want to work something out with you. So try to negotiate your terms or your rate. It's often done and the, trust me, I only tell you these thing that the wealthy do. The wealthy are always negotiating. Everything is negotiable.
3: Absolutely right. I mean, Sean said himself, you can see him at the doctor's office going back and forth with the nurses over getting the surgery. I'm telling you everything. It's never written in stone. You can always contact your lender and ask for more favorable terms. People want to work with you.
2: And just to add, it's subtle. I don't do it aggressively. It's subtle. I always (laughs) ask, you know, is this the best price? Is there any way we can do better? um how can we make this work for both of us those type of questions i just negotiated with my attorney you know through whatsapp you know so everything can be negotiated that's true and you know one thing another topic we need to talk about like dion mentioned it's auto loans. it's very very sad to me and it's fresh it's, pre- it's predominant in the african american community that the the our most sizable possession in our house is our car and it's our biggest debt. And it's the, the pre, it's one of the fastest depreciating assets that you can ever own.
3: You're right. Auto loans, another collateralized debt where if you don't pay, they will repossess it and you still owe the rest of the balance. I don't think a lot of people understand that. They think, you know, hey, I'll just keep parking somewhere else. They will take that car from you and you still owe the rest of it. I purchased my car when it was brand new, paid it off, and I intend to keep it for another 15 years. Now, Sean, really I know you prefer to lease. It. <laughs> I, why wouldn't I? I own it now. You think I'm going to oh, go man. get into another situation? No. I, I know with you lease. Cars,
2: with cars like Tesla sitting out there waiting for me to drive? Absolutely. I like a new car. You're right. I, I, I can't drive a 15-year-old car like that. And
3: I get it, and that's, that's why you lease the expensive ones. That's what makes the most sense. Whether you lease or own, we both agree your car should not be your biggest investment. Anything that loses value should be minimized.
2: Agreed. Stamp that. Take that to the bank. Lastly, I like to talk about nobody talks about, and I call it hoop dreams investments. Meaning those strike it rich investments. And no matter where you are, (laughs) if you could be a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, a business person, somebody is going to tell you about investing in some get-rich-quick event. And it may be, it's probably going to be something very close to you that you think is knowledgeable. Your dad could be, your mother, your cousin, your best friend. They're going to tell you about this great opportunity that they got and you just have to get in. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate to break it down to you. Most successful businesses are built off slow, steady growth. I didn't even see, like, really start making, seeing profits, really getting to understand real estate and seeing it really work for me until in my 40s. In my 20s, it was education. In my 30s, I was acquiring, buying, selling, acquiring. In my 40s, I'm going to I see, oh, how these investments are working for me now. So it's, it was slow, steady growth for me as well. And I would strongly advise, if, you're some, if you or someone offers you a get-rich-quick plan that requires you to take out a line of credit, Personal debt, refinance your home, oh, anything man. of that nature—it's going to further incur you in debt. As funny as it may seem, you are going to get sung. They're going to have the greatest pitch alive. Take it from two black guys with good credit. Get debt, debt. Don't fret. Don't <laughs> do it. Only invest in what you can afford. Say that again, quick. Only invest in what you can afford. I'm going to say it one part. more time, yep. Matt. Drop a bomb. <laughs> only invest. Quick rich schemes that involves you incurring debt usually result in huge losses. Mm-hmm.
5: Facts, Sean Linda.
2: There you have it. She stamped it with a seal of approval of facts. So, with that being said, Matt, take us to commercial. It's debt. Don't fret,
4: people. Matt. What? Thank you, Sean. This sponsorship break is brought to you by Clean. Clean is a financial literacy program designed to educate youth in a fun and interactive way through class lessons, workshops, and web seminars. To bring it to a school or organization near you, please visit www.financiallyclean.com.
2: Welcome back to the show. It's debt, don't fret, and we're here now trying to figure out What are the steps to get out of this debt? How do we find our way out? of it? We listed the types of debt. We gave you a little bit about the history of debt. Now, how do we get out of this debt? We're going to list some options to pay off your loan in no particular order. Loan consolidation is my first. This is consolidating all of your debt under one loan. The theory is you are moving your high interest rate revolving debt and doing a personal loan with a much lower interest rate and making equally installment payments. This can save you hundreds of dollars every month to put it under one umbrella, one fixed payment, one loan. The only catch, people, is what happens most sometimes that you'll get this, you'll get this consolidated loan, this personal loan, and then you'll run up your credit cards again. And then a year or two years, you'll find yourself in the road where you have this personal loan debt and you have these high credit cards. So it once again it requires discipline. If you're gonna do a debt consolidation, do not go back and run up your credit cards. I don't want to say chop them up, but it may be a good idea to just store them away. Put them in the... guy I know puts them in the freezer and freezes them. That may be a good idea. (laughs) Don't eat them, though. And then when you pay off your loan, put them out, unfreeze them.
3: Um, Another option is cutting costs by reducing your expenses and eliminating unnecessary services. We talked about this before. Cut some of that necessary fast food, expensive cable, go the streaming route. Get creative, shop around for services. There are tons of businesses that offer the same amount of services at a lower cost. You just have to do a little bit of digging.
2: Another option, which I love, is zero interest credit cards. If your credit is decent, apply for them. And don't, you know, a lot of them, you may get offers in the mail, but sometimes you don't. Just go online, Google zero interest credit cards, and apply for zero interest credit cards and transfer that high interest debt onto a zero interest credit card. And it could be an interest-free loan from 12 months, and I've seen them go as high as even 24 months.
3: Now, if your credit isn't good enough for all of those options, then you can look to build your credit with a secure credit card while you're repaying. Secure credit cards report your credit habits while giving you a low credit line. So with this, they'll report to all the three credit bureaus and let them know about your good habits. And doing this, it's like riding a bike with training wheels until you're ready to ride dirt bikes with me and Sean.
2: And also, one thing I love to do is renegotiate terms. Like I said earlier, that essentially the lender wants to be repaid and most will renegotiate the terms if it means you will be paying them back.
3: Yes. And if you have a significant other, try playing the game in two-player mode, depending on the credit and financial situation of you I love that, and your two partner. Two-player mode. <laughs> two modes, like a video game. Um, each of you, there may be the ability for one person to build the credit of the other by way of adding an authorized user. What this will do is... Give the other person the ability to benefit off the credit of the other person. Now, the
2: other one I may offer, I don't encourage it, but if it's necessary, you may have to do it. That's tapping into your savings account. If you're earning 1%, 2% of your savings account, but you're paying astronomical rates of interest and you try the options we've listed above and they're just not working, sometimes it may be able, it may make sense to use some of your savings to pay off those extremely high credit cards that sink you out of debt. You may, you know, like I said, or you may just simply want to file for bankruptcy and do the reset button, which we've talked about in our bankruptcy show many episodes ago. So weigh those options. I'm not saying run to them immediately because savings is important. But if you're overwhelmed in debt, it may make sense to tap into your savings if you have some, if you're fortunate enough to have yep,
3: some. And do your research on to make sure it works for you. Yes.
5: And also just keep in mind when you are applying for whether it's revolving or non-revolving that those interest rates matter um, on non-revolving on lines of credit. You tend to be paying what they call prime rate plus an amount determined by the lender. And that rate can go up. Uh, and as that prime rate goes up, your interest rate goes up by a similar amount and vice versa. So uh,
3: definitely. For my gamblers out there, think about it like Vegas. That's right. <laughs> you got to pay the house. That's right.
5: <laughs> Versus you know, a non-revolving fixed installment loan, at least you can you can predict what your payments will be. And they tend to be generally lower.
3: Yep. And, and with all these things, talk to a financial planner or fiduciary about strategies to get out and stay out of debt. This way you can work towards increasing your net worth. Be mindful of the financial planner you choose, though, and plan carefully. Don't be afraid to ask for references. Someone that's going to put your interests first is the type of financial planner or fiduciary you want to go for.
2: Yeah, remember the mindset when it comes to financial planners, and I would even say lawyers. That's a whole different show. But yes, remember, at the end of the day, they work for you. You don't work for them. So you can interview them. You can ask them the quest, the pertinent questions. You can ask them for references. You can Google them to make sure they have a, a strong track record. Just because it's your neighbor of 20 years and you love the guy to death or her to death doesn't mean they're good financial planners. So make sure you do your homework and you ask for references. You interview them like you would interview anybody else, okay? It's very important to choose of competent financial advisor. Insurance, medical, umbrella policies. As I get older, I really recognize <laughs> <laughs> Yes, as I get older, Derek.
3: I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just imagining you with a cane. Just, <laughs> it's
2: not happening. I'm not Big Daddy Cane dude. I will never have a crane. That's why I do. <laughs> three four CrossFit class a week and a yoga class to avoid the cane, okay? But as I get older, I recognize being proactive. And insurance can help eliminate unforeseen costs that you didn't know were going to incur. I I just got an umbrella policy that covers me if anybody trips down my steps at my house, things that my insurance won't cover. This is an umbrella will help will kick in and help cover that. And it's only $58 a month. I I, I it's just for that peace of mind, I think it's worth it. You know, that you look at the different insurance policies, that if things happen, that you're covered.
3: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, the more money you get, the more people will try to sue you. So the more things you get, the more times
2: people want to take it away from you. What did the great P. Diddy say? More money. More money, more problems. More problems. <laughs>
5: right. So, Sean, you had mentioned something, um, uh, umbrella policy. So that is... Um, basically a, a liability coverage above and beyond your auto and home insurance uh, policy. And it basically, basically protects your, your finances from expensive lawsuits. So this is the tool that you want to have. And some experts are recommending that um, basically getting more than a million dollars in umbrella, umbrella coverage if you earn uh, more than 100000 per year or have more than a million dollars in assets.
3: I read something real interesting about, about that, and I think I read that during Bill Cosby's trials, he used his umbrella policy and his home insurance policies to cover his lawyer fees mm. during his court mm-hmm. cases. Wow.
2: Wow. Well, you know, hey, I don't want to get too into Mr. Cosby, because I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm a personal fan of Cliff Huxtable, man. but hey, I hear where you're going <laughs> with it.
5: Well, the million-dollar question is, though, what debts do you pay off first? Okay, guys. So I want to play a little
2: game with you now. Oh no, not another game! <laughs>
3: <laughs> wanna play? <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> who's that? That was Derek. <laughs> that a little creepy. All I know. Oh, oh, it was going to be an every week thing, every show thing.
5: I'm trying to give the people what they want. So we were getting a f- we were getting a few letters about this. So I said, okay, let's make it a game. Um, so basically, people want to know what debts do we pay off. First. So I'm going to name five types of debt, and you tell me now or later. All right?
2: Got you. You're
5: in? Okay. So, Sean, mortgages, now or later?
2: Tricky question, but I would say later if they're working for you in a positive manner, like we said earlier. If you're getting rental income from them, I would say later. Even if your mortgage is an affordable mortgage and you have a low interest rate that's low in today's market, then I would say later.
3: All right. Derek, credit card, now or later. Ooh, for credit cards, I would say now. The interest rates on those things are upwards of 16% in most cases. So in that case, you want to knock that down as quickly as possible, whether that's moving it to another way or consolidating it or something. I, I, would, I would take a look at that immediately. Though. All right, with the,
5: with the quickness. All right, number three, Sean, car loans, now or later.
2: Well, I'm going to put car loans slash lease loans for a car. And I would say later, as long as you've negotiated an affordable payment for you and a, and a payment is working for you, I would say invest your money in other things and just make your install payments. Cool. And don't rush to pay it off.
3: All right. Derek, investment loan. Now or later. Ah, oh, that one's tricky. It depends on the terms. Um, as a general rule of thumb, just to paint it with a wide brush, I'm going to say later. But- depending on what your terms actually change that I'm gonna change that to now because actually thinking about it it's going to be a short-term thing high interest similar to a credit card yeah yeah so I'm going to say now for this okay you sure (laughs) yeah yeah I'll stick with that okay
5: (laughs) final answer Sean installment loan now or later
2: well if you are able to negotiate a good term and a good interest rate I would say later but if you got a jacked up rate that's extremely high I would say take care of that bad boy now
5: Awesome. Bonus question. Vacation, now or later.
3: Oh, oh, that's a trick question. We don't finance the vacation. <laughs> <We laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> hey. Did, did we forget my whole spiel about that? We, we don't finance that. We're talking to the credit credit card points and miles. That's what we do.
2: I agree with you, brother. I say it's not even applicable, Dion. Don't try to confuse my brother again.
5: <laughs> oh, he was not confused. He was very clear. That
2: was a trick question.
5: <laughs> and I think you just figured it out, Sean, that it was a trick question. <laughs> oh, well done, fellas.
2: There you have it. Thank you for the game. Once again, it's Debt Don't Fret. What a great show it can be. There's so many gems dropped, so much education taught on debt. I hope you listeners have been getting a little more comfortable and you're creating your plan of attack on your debt and how you're going to handle it and how you're going to get through it. With that being said, let's go again to commercial break. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. It's about debt. Don't fret. Hopefully now you're not fretting. You're getting comfortable. You're understanding what your plan is. With that being said, Dion, what do you have for us from our listeners?
5: Uh, Guys, there's lots and lots of information out there and resources when it comes to learning how to either manage your debt, um, reduce your debt, eliminate debt. Uh, balance.com is a great one loan.com creditcards.com. and guys uh, always remember never hesitate to email us your questions to tbgwgc at gmail.com follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at two black guys good credit and don't forget to leave us a star five star review to make it easier for others to find us like cloak Cloak said, thank you. He said, knowledge is power and it's even more powerful when you share it with the community. So much great advice on this podcast. You guys are amazing. Thank you for taking the time to do this podcast. Cloak, we thank you. Thank you for sending us the positive energy. We do this for the people. So thank you. And my name is Dion Nichols. I'm the lady with the history, the stats, and the cold hard facts.
3: This is Derek Poe. And the bottom line is you can learn to control your debt or you can let your debt control you. When opportunity knocks, make sure you're there to answer the door. Steric and I'm out. Talk to you next time.
2: My bottom line is you're only drowning in debt if you don't know how to swim. Either you get a life jacket and float to the top or you tread your way up slowly but surely. You'll rise up and find that breath of air that you need. So don't be overwhelmed and let yourself sink to the bottom. Find that survival mechanism. Let it kick in and get out of this debt Come up with a plan. I know I've said it many times when we say it again, Dion, damn it. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I'm Sean from two black guys with good credit. Keep your money where it belongs in your damn pocket. I'm out.
0: Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,